Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your Heart Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman, and thanks for joining us today. So as you listen every week and you tune in, I really do hope that you feel my mission to help you shift that word sales from something that's icky, sleazy, and manipulative to really coming from this place of love, care, and respect, and of course, to help you on your mindset shift, I have a free gift for you to help with that. So go to my website and get your free communication style assessment. You will find out your superpowers, your natural communication kind of vibe, and you'll also receive your lowest style or communication style, which is inevitably a, a blind spot. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA and get your free gift. Now, my motivational quote today is by Harry S. Truman, and he says, America was not built on fear. America was built on courage, on imagination, and and, uh, and an unbeatable determination to do the job at hand. Let me read that one more time. America was not built on fear. America, America was built on courage, on imagination, and an unbeatable determination to, the, to, to do the job at hand. Now, over the past decade, as a podcast host, you know, I find that very, the various topics that my guests discuss on the show or bring to the table for us are diverse and provide just such an incredible opportunity to look at a topic, hopefully from a new or bigger or different perspective than maybe you had thought of before. So today's topic is the American dream. Now, do you do you personally feel that the American dream is alive and well, despite what the media maybe is claiming? And if you are a business owner, today's discussion will explore the importance now more than ever for the need to reclaim and redesign maybe your American dream. And my guest today, of course, is an expert. And my friend is Michael Ringel. And Michael is a financial coach empowering families to achieve purpose, freedom, and abundance in their lives. So please help me welcome Michael to the show. So Michael, thanks for being on um, such an important topic. Well, thanks for having me. I think the timing couldn't be more perfect to have this conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, and let's let's talk about it. What is, and then again, I, I love this show. I love podcasting because it allows us to explore different perspectives, right? You're a man, sure. I'm a woman right there. We probably have maybe a little bit of different perspectives. So tell me, what is the American dream? So I think the American dream is a, is a philosophy, is a um, something that's instilled in all of us. I mean, if you think about you know, many, many years ago, and even what's happening today with uh, with immigration, people want to come to this country because it's the land of opportunity. And it's the land where, you know, people could make choices. They could do things. They can come with nothing and build up huge businesses, really focusing on kind of like what we, why we exist is basically it's our purpose. And, and you talked about something in the quote for, that was really great. It's talking about America imagination and to get the job done. And when people come here to America, you know, that's all they want to do. They want to work hard. They want to provide for their families and they want to do it in such a way that they can. The next generation is going to be better off 
than our generation. That may or may not be true in the future, right? That's what we hear in the market. That's what yes. the media keeps telling us. But to me, that's more of a mindset. You know, when somebody instills in you the, the drive and desire to succeed, right? There needs to be a path to do that. And just like most people, my grandparents came from Poland. They came here with nothing. They built a good middle-class family. They educated their kids. My grandfather had no college education, but grew up, my father grew up in Manhattan. He became a professor of physics. His sister was successful. They translated that and they passed that philosophy and their values to their kids who, you know, hopefully becoming more successful than they are. I'm hoping my children become more successful than I am. And a lot of it has to do with what you talk about all the time. What I'm going to talk about a little bit is mindset. You know, we really have to believe that it's possible. The problem is that it's so easy to be negative and bad things happen to us. And you can't go that way. It's so easy to say, well, it's not for me or I'm going to have to work too hard. Right. My purpose and the purpose of the other advisors that I work with is to empower people, is to empower families to experience what their purpose is, help discover it for themselves. Because what I've found, and I'm sure in the work that you do, is that you can't tell anybody anything. They have to discover it for themselves, Absolutely. especially children, right? Yes. You know, I, I can't tell my kids what to do. Well, I, I can, whether or not they actually listen or not is one thing. Absolutely. But as long as they discover it for themselves, then they create purpose, freedom, and abundance. You know, I, I, Go ahead. Sorry. Finish your thought because I, I – go ahead. I want to comment on choice, that word sure. choice. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it many, many years ago. Um, I said to my kids that um, I said that uh, rejection is God's protection. And I got that from a coach. And he said to me that when somebody rejects you personally, whether they reject you in business, there's a reason that we don't know about that later on is going to come to light. So I said that to my kids. I didn't think they were listening. And my daughter got cut from a travel soccer team. Now, I don't know if you know how devastating that is for a kid to be sure. cut from a travel team. Sure. But she looked at me and she goes, Dad, that's okay. You know, rejection is God's protection. And sure enough, years later, we kind of discovered what would have happened if she stayed on that team. She wound up in a better place, was better respected, had a great time, had a ton of playing time. It was just at that specific moment, it wasn't the greatest, you know. So we, we, I try to instill in them a positive move forward attitude so that even if life or when life even throws you these curveballs, yes. it's how you deal with them that's to me most important. Agree. And life is life, right, Michael? You, you and I, <laughs> life is life, right? Co if COVID taught us nothing, it's expect yeah. the unexpected because you never know when literally the sky is going to fall, right? So yeah. uh, agree with that 100%. And the rejection um, is God's protection. I love that because it, for me, I tell my kids, everything happens for a reason. And at some point down the road, whatever that thing was, right, that crossroad, mm -hmm. that thing that went 
bad, it didn't go your way, whatever, like like getting cut from the, the soccer team. Sure. Down the road, you look back and you think, ah, that needed to happen for the next three things to happen. And ah, that's why I'm actually in a better place. So ever, I do believe everything yeah. happens for a reason. And I want to go back to choice. And it's just fascinating because I think a lot of people, and, and I had a quote uh, for one of my shows several months ago, and it was the Gallup um, uh, poll that said 70% of Americans, and this is international to some extent, but the U.S., 70% of Americans hate their job and right. they hate their job because of their boss, right? So there's the, the, delect, the direct you know, connection to that. Sure. But 70% of people hate their job. And I often scratch my head and think, well, what are they doing about it, right? So the choice is, and a lot of times the poll went on to say that people are afraid to leave because I have a mortgage, my kids are in college, yeah. I have rent, I have car payments, I have, I have these bills. I can't make a mistake and move. So the choice right. out of fear is to remain where they are. And I'm not saying that's a bad choice because, listen, everybody's got their thing that they're dealing with, and I get it. But and I and people say to me, well, I don't have a choice. And my response, Michael, when I'm coaching is always, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you decide not to do something for whatever your reasons are, that's a choice. You Absolutely. always have a choice. So to say, well, I don't have a choice, watch your phraseology and pause and think, wait a minute, I don't feel I have a choice right now because of bills and mortgage and all those things. But what really are my choices? And one of them is, hey, I could stay where I am. I know what I have and I have my paycheck. That's good enough. That's not a bad choice, but you are making a choice. Right. I'm sorry. That guy wanted to comment. Absolutely. And kind of, I believe that language is extremely important, right? We all live in language, and the words that we choose and how we think about things um, yeah. determine the outcomes. So, yes, we do have choice, and the, one of the choices is to stay because of the fear of the unknown and uncertainty. I mean, if, if you really think about it and, and just translating it into the financial markets, you know, one of the reasons why markets go down and is because of fear and uncertainty. Yep. We like certainty. We like to know that things are going to happen a certain way. And for me, what I've learned over time and what I teach my children is that life happens and it's how you react to it. It's how you deal with it. Yeah. For example, I mean, COVID, as you know, you know, wreaked havoc on the world in a lot of different ways. One of the ways it wreaked havoc for my kids was my daughter was a is it at the time was a freshman at American University uh. and they had to go 100 percent virtual. So one of two things can happen. She has a choice. She could say, woe is me. I can't believe this happened to me and go all negative. Or we could take a look at what are the other options? Well, for her, we were lucky enough. One of the other options was to send her to Washington, D.C., to live in a hotel with other freshmen from other colleges in the area and go virtual that way. And what happened was we taught her to say, look, for me, my college experience freshman year was Animal House. I mean, <laughs> rushing a fraternity, doing the crazy things you see on TV. It was the best time of my life. And it was crazy. It's what you envision on TV. I said to her, your freshman year is your freshman year. So make the best of it. And her and her friends did. When the RNC had their convention in uh, Washington, they were at the Washington Monument seeing the fireworks. Wow. 
right? When Biden was declared the winner, they were in the streets getting doused with champagne. I mean, experiences that she wouldn't have had if she lived on campus. Now she is living on campus and her experiences are different. She made friends at other colleges. Nice. And for me, it's people making a choice to be able to do what's best for them. And when it comes to careers, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And the pro- and, that, and the problem is a lot of people get stuck, and they don't pursue their American dream. They don't pursue their passion. My my wife's best friend, at age I believe, I don't know, in her mid forties, forty five, forty six, decided that her passion was to go back to school and become a nurse. Wow. Right. Has a family. Has two children. She went back and now she's a, she's a nurse. So cool. Choice. Yeah, I'm, choice. I'm 54 and I just went on Facebook and found a, uh, uh, someone I went to college with decided she was going to go back to school to be a nurse. Because co- time's going to go no matter what. So you might as well do something productive with it. And one of the things I believe is in – and this is what instilled with me with my dad who was a college professor. I believe in lifelong learning. Agreed. Anything, right? Whether it's a it's a certification, whether it's a um, a class to be a better person, whatever it is, if you stop learning, then your mind stops working and you stay in what you know. I mean, one of the things that for me is is fascinating is that if you take the entire world of knowledge, right? There's a little sliver of the, of the things that we know, right? We know how to drive a car. We know how to you know, fend for ourselves. We know what we know. Then there's a little sliver of knowledge that we, we don't know. We don't, we, I'm sorry, we don't know. For example, I know how to drive a car, but I don't know how to fix a car, right? I could take it to somebody else to fix. But the majority of that circle of knowledge is what we don't know we don't know. That's right, blind right? spots. Yeah. And that's what we learn from other people. That's what we learn from listening to podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah. And once we delve into that area, that's how we grow as people. And that's how we make different choices. Yeah. And, and yeah, see, again, it goes back to perspective, curiosity. You know, my dad is 91. He's going to be 91. And I giggle because you go over to his house and he still uh, subscribes to Science News. So he knows what's going on in the scientific world. He's an engineer by trade, right? And I remember we went, my nephew got married um, over the summer. And so we, my husband and I drove and we were coming home and we had a conversation. We have a a house down on the Jersey Shore and the uh, dock, right, you know, gets the salt water, um, was deteriorating. And my dad says, oh, you know, it's so funny. I just read in the science news that galvanized nails, um, the the breakdown, they've made it better, though. So when you put the new, you know, the new wood on with the new nails, you want to get in whatever the kind of galvanized nails that we should buy. So that night I giggled in the car. I didn't say anything and then we got home and I said to my husband make sure you know about those galvanized nails now I'm and I am not mocking my dad at all 91 right. holy moly he was yeah. up to date about galvanized nails because he's still reading 
current information and his zone of genius or his interest, of course, is scientific because of his engineering right. background. So at 91, he's still a lifelong learner. And I just will share, too, with you, Michael, he's an immigrant from from Italy, came here at 19, and he mm-hmm. believed in the American dream, right? That's why he came here at 19 with nothing in his pocket, worked construction, went to school at night to learn English so that he could have a family and could provide, et cetera, et cetera. And now one of my nephews has a PhD in computer science. My niece just uh, graduated uh, with her audiology. She's a doctorate of audiology. All of his grandkids now have college degrees and beyond. He had no formal education coming here at 19. So it goes back to the American dream, but it's what you believe. But he has instilled in all of us and hopefully in the grandkids, right? Our kids that have graduated now, that essence of lifelong learning. You graduated college, you're done. No, the learning's just beginning, right? You have foundational information, but now that curiosity to learn more, explore more. And I I talk to my kids a, a lot about, you know, we choice that we just talked about, but curiosity, be curious, just listen Mm -hmm. to others' perspective. You don't have to agree with it, but hear it, understand it, say, wow, I never even thought about coming because we have blind spots, right? So as soon as you have a conversation and you hear someone else's perspective, again, it's not right or wrong, good or bad. You don't have to agree with me, but now you've shown the light on the back door instead of just the front door. That's curiosity. And I think that's part of what makes the American dream the American dream. Absolutely. Uh, For me, it was that curiosity and lifelong learning that was instilled uh, from my dad, who was a college professor of physics and astronomy and science for 50 years. And what he, when I was going to school, pursuing my business background, I, I wound up, uh, getting my CPA right out of college, and I was taking all these business classes, he started taking classes to be a certified financial planner. Now, he was never gonna do anything with the degree, but just the curiosity to learn what I was learning was was valuable to him. Cool. And, and those values that were instilled in me, you know, every year or every few years, I tried to get a new or different type of designation, not necessarily for the letters next to my name, but I, I, I recognize the correlation. Every time I'm studying or learning something new, my income goes up. Yes. Whether it's for a designation or I started taking classes at an, with an organization called Landmark. And I took I Landmark, Landmark Forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a, a two-day um, or three-day you know, intensive um, experience where all the walls go down around you, you get a chance to discover for yourself what your life's about, your purpose, what meaning is, um, and then build up from there. And every time I take one of those courses, my income goes up. So I would say to my, my daughter, my wife, I said, look, I can't be, I'm not around this weekend because I'm taking another course. And every time I do, my income goes up. My daughter's like, you go, dad, you take more courses. <laughs> Keep going. (laughs) Never stop. I love it. I love it. And I'm trying to instill that with them. So for me, then what happened was it transitioned for me from a typical financial planner, right, to a financial coach, whereby I coach people on and try to empower them. What's your true purpose for money? Right. What's it all about? What does money mean to you? 
we talk about these things because I don't know about you, but most people I speak with, they have something called the no talk rule at home where they never talked about money at the table. They never talked about how much money that they make. You know, you can't ask somebody else how much money they're making, especially somebody successful. Right. We were taught all of these limiting beliefs. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of times people make bad choices because we don't talk about money. Oh, it's none of your business. You shouldn't know about these things. And what we do is we host an event. Um, in fact, we're hosting one October 7th and 8th. Yes. Uh, virtually. And the evening of the 11th. It's a full day event. It's on Zoom. And it's called the American Dream Experience. And in the first day, we're going to be led through exercises where people are going to be able to be able to discover what their true purpose for money is. They're going to talk about the no talk rule. They're going to be able to share with other people what they've experienced in their life when it comes to money and realize one really important thing is that they're not alone. Hmm. Right. And that's one of the problems or challenges we have is we think in our own brains that we're alone in these decisions. And what I've discovered, no matter how much money you make, everybody has money problems. Yes. Whether it's not enough, whether it's too much, I got to pay taxes on, on, you know, the too much. Yes. We all have issues with money. And we all have challenges with savings. Yes. I, and I just want to come and It's so funny because, you know, you're talking a lot about mindset. That's what we're talking about, right? And Landmark is a mindset shift. What you do with your clients, it's a mind, mindset shift, right? Yeah. It, yours just happens to focus on the topic of money. And I've shared this story before, but it is absolutely worth repeating. I grew up in Newark, uh, New Jersey, in the inner city at, during the riots. And I remember we were coming home from the shore. Um, you know, we had the shore house back then and we drove past where the mafia lived in, in New Jersey. And as we were going by, I was probably five years old, six years old, maybe. And I remember seeing these big, beautiful homes. So inquisitive minds, I said, Oh, you know, probably thinking a princess lives there again. I was five sure. or six who lives there. And at the same time, my mom and dad, bad people, um, they they have guns. Um, you know, people are dying in those homes. So immediately as a child, and they both reacted with, you know, this very uh, severe response, rightfully so like, you don't want to be in those, you don't want to be in this area. Right. And, um, as a child, I thought, Oh, money, big houses, they're, they're yeah. crooks. They're doing something illegal. Well, fast forward now living in a very affluent part of New Jersey, right? My husband and I were driving down 10,000 square foot house being built. And in the front on the driveway were little tykes, you know, uh, uh, uh slide. So the kids sure. were probably four years old or five years old. So clearly they were a young family. And I say to my husband, I wonder what he, what that crook does for a living. As soon yeah. as it came out of my mouth, Michael, this was maybe, maybe 10, 12 years ago right as soon as it came out of my mouth i was like oh like i heard myself because of the mindset right. work that i've done in personal development work and i thought where did that come from so you start thinking about what was the first time that i thought money or a big home in this case the big home was the trigger right meant sure. a crook and i went back to that very early childhood memory now if you asked me about that childhood memory before no way would i have found it i stopped and i paused and i thought about it that's a money issue from when I was six years old. That was false. And, and by the way, holding me back because in the recesses sure. of my mind, the more successful I became, 
people right. are going to think Connie Whitman is a crook, which is anybody who right. knows me knows it's the most ridiculous thing. So see, these sure. are those hidden underlying currents that we all have. Um, so my, I think being a, a financial coach, that mindset coach, yes, mm -hmm. we want more money. Yes, money is good. Yes, money is good. I agree with that, right? So that mindset shift, I think, is real important. Just wanted yeah, to comment it, it, on that. No, I, I think I think you're I think you're spot on. I, I think that these these money demons that are instilled with us from an early age um, are in the back of our mind, and they play into the choices. Absolutely. Right. I was told that working corporate America versus starting my own business, corporate America would provide me with the security that I need yeah. in order to you know get to retirement, have money to spend, you know, when I get to that point. Well, when I got out of grad school, I went into my own business. And the reason why I did that is because, and yes, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And you don't know when, you know, at the time, you don't know who the next client is, where the money's going to come from. But for me, it was the fear of being 50 and laid off from corporate America yeah. and having to start over, right? That fear was greater than the fear of, for me, starting my own pro my own business, right? And these money demons go all the way back to childhood, right? When you're sitting around the kitchen table, you know, what do your parents talk about? Have you ever heard of the, oh, I should have bought that property. I should have invested in that stock. Why didn't I buy Bitcoin too? You know, why didn't I do this? You know, my friend did that. You know, my dad, you know, going back to childhood, as a college professor, conservative, yeah. Steady paycheck, you know, great pension, great benefits, right? Didn't have that risk tolerance to take the risk that his friends did. And so what he did was say, I should have bought that piece of property. You know, so-and-so made so much money flipping this house. I said, Dad, you couldn't do that because you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Absolutely. It's not aligned. Your financial decisions are not aligned with your purpose. Absolutely. So in the second day of, of this course, which, by the way, is free. So if anybody wants to participate and come to this course, it's October 7th and 8th and the evening of the 11th. It's Eastern time from 12 to 8 on Zoom. There are going to be a couple thousand people participating. Uh, so, you know, and they we'll can... put the link, Michael, we'll put the link yeah. in the show notes, guys, so that you can absolutely uh, check in because there's going to be a lot of mindset work around that money yeah. aspect. And um, I know uh, last question, we're almost out of sure. time. But, you know, how do you help families regain their American dream that that your whole philosophical approach in like, you know, two or three minutes. Can you just sure. share? Because it does have to do a lot about mindset and perspective. Yeah. So what we do is we invite them to come to these events. It's not something that can be taught overnight. People have to discover it for themselves. So the first day of the American Dream Experience, we do exercises to help people uncover what their true purpose for money is. Talk about what their money demons are. People get a chance to share with other people and a lot of times people don't share, but they listen. They can identify with somebody and say, oh, I have that problem. Yes. And then they start learning for themselves. And then what happens is they the second day we talk about the academics of investing. So we take Nobel Prize winning philosophies and strategies and we teach them to people. And there are two philosophies when it comes to investing. We talk about speculating and gambling versus 
empirically tested, Nobel Prize winning academic philosophies and strategies on how to be able to invest based upon the data that we know has worked for, you know, we can back test it to the 1920s. And then people have choices. And if their choice aligns with their purpose, then they're going to have peace of mind. They're going to be able to achieve everything they want to achieve. And then they're going to be able to live the life filled with abundant family, love, excellence, integrity, enthusiasm. And if their philosophy doesn't align with their purpose for money, then they're going to have stress, worry, fear, uh, uh, uncertainty. And that's when people don't change jobs. They don't do the things that are going to propel them forward. And so what how we help people is we have them come to these events in the future we're going to be doing them locally right so people can come to them i'm in new jersey as well but for right now we're doing them virtually and then once they come to that then i coach them on all these different areas of investing and then help them make really good choices when it comes to their money and and on that note it what a great way to end because it's all about choice but you don't know what your choices are when you have the blind spots and the other thing you said about that first event where people share so some people Mm -hmm. are like oh i i don't usually share that's okay when you hear other people's perspective and experiences sometimes you could sit there and say oh my goodness i have that same belief that they just said that just resonated with me where did it come from for me right so it's all of that opportunity it's kind of peel back your money onion if you will and really start to dig in and explore with curiosity you know why do i make those decisions how can i make better financial decisions um and here's the other thing and i know from our conversations michael it's not about um demonizing yourself or how dare you have lived your life this way not about judgment it's about hey like my experience right going past the living in newark and going past the houses for the mafia right that was a critical um memory that i didn't even know was there until it reared its ugly head for me as an adult and how that was stopping me from the financial abundance that really i that all of us deserve so again it's not demonizing or judging self it's curiosity shining a light holy smokes i didn't know it was there and now i have choice and options to do something differently and i think that's the power of the workshop that you're talking about because i think it's the power of choice and the power of of movement right movement forward hopefully absolutely absolutely i I couldn't agree with you more i mean that that's exactly what it's all about it's it's aligning your true purpose for money with the actions that you're taking and then being able to have peace of mind. Uh, And amen to that, right? Peace of mind. We all deserve uh, to live abundant, you know, life filled with love and fun and joy. And yeah, stress, COVID, right? Again, crap happens. We all have faced it. We all have crap we're dealing with. But when you put yourself in a powerful position, you can minimize the downs and really maximize those ups and those joys in life. So if you are interested, I will post that link for the workshop for anyone interested. It is free. It is virtual via Zoom. Um, so nice opportunity for you to explore your money issues and learn maybe something you didn't know about saving, investing, um, and just strategizing with the income um, and maybe even debt.
debt that you have. So go to Michael's website. It's Mike Ringel, M-I-K-E-R-I-N-G-E-L.com. Or you can email him if you have any questions. Please do that. It's M-Ringel, again, M, and then R-I-N-G-E-L at strategiesforwealth.com. That, too, will be in the show notes for you guys to find, Michael, if you have a specific question. And one more time, the event is um, October? It's October 7th and 8th. Um, It's from 12 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on the evening, 6 p.m. on October 11th, that Monday. And, and now, God, I was just going to say yeah, for the future listeners, this is 2021. <coughs> Anything else, Michael? I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. That's, I just no, I, that's it. Thank you, know, you for inviting me. I think oh, I, it was a great conversation. Yes, I love I love spending time with you. So thank you for being on. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for your mission. Sure of what you're doing out there. I think it's important. And I do think people need to know, (coughs) excuse me, what their options are. Um, So thank you for being on. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I do hope. (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to edit that out. I'm having a choking attack (laughs) here. And I hope you guys um, take Michael up on his offer. Again, the the, uh, link to the event will be in the show notes. Please check it out. Again, it's Michael's free gift to you uh, for tuning in. And I hope, uh, Michael, thank you again for being on. And I hope you will join me. Always always nice to hang out with you. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together. And no matter where you are in your, and I'm just going to say leadership uh, journey. So that could be your own personal leadership, your own personal business, you and your corporate world, whatever it is. But I do hope that my guests and I provide just some insight, strategies, tips that you can, and anybody who knows me, that you guys, you know, as you listen to the show, application. You learn something, apply it, think about it, percolate on it. Try to put it into action. The actions is where the reactions and the magic happens. Um, Thank you for checking out and listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader on webtalkradio.net. Thank you for joining me, your Heart Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. And I will see you all next week. So tune in. And again, try something new. Application causes reaction, which is where the magic happens. Have a great week, everyone. Um, I am honored to have you on this journey with me. Take care. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.